0: This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL.
1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth with you. And joining us now is PJ Glasser, host of Send It In on the BetQL Network. Been wanting to talk to PJ for some time now, especially since he got the new show. First off, congrats on the new show. It's fantastic. Everybody needs to watch and listen. Uh, Some great nuggets there. And you can also interact with PJ. And who doesn't want to do that? So that's also some great stuff. Let's start our conversation with tonight's Lakers Warriors game, and the trend that I know that keeps getting brought up as far as this contest is concerned is the fact that on the la- in the last fifteen occasions when the home team has lost game one, they've gone on to win game two. Now, this isn't normally a trend I would care about, but it does feel a little applicable in a game like this. How do you see Lakers Warriors game two unfolding?
2: Yeah, guys. So. I'm not really betting this game at the start. I think this is a perfect game and a perfect series to bet in-game because with the Warriors, there are so many times in the game where there are like 10-0 runs, 12-0 runs, and we saw that in game one, just the pace at which they play, how they can get streaky with their three-point shooting. So Lakers plus 5.5 would probably be my lean But I want Mm -hmm. like a nine and a half. I want a ten and a half with the Lakers. Because I agree with you, Ed. I don't think the Warriors are going down 0-2. I think they win tonight. Uh, So if we can get the Lakers at like plus nine and a half, plus ten and a half, I would love that. And then on the flip side, if the Lakers get off to a hot start and we can get the Warriors at like plus money at some point to win this game, I think that's great too. So I'm holding off and I'm kind of waiting to see how the game goes. And then uh, I'm looking to attack one of these sides live. And that's how I'd probably bet it.
0: Uh, P.J., two teams that played last night, uh, quick turnaround. Even though there is going to be a little bit of travel, uh, the the scene moves to Philadelphia. What do you think about this number? Is it an overreaction in any way? Boston, a road favorite after uh, the Sixers take game one without their MVP. Uh, the <laughs> Celtics favored by one and a half. How do you look at this series overall if you've got anything on this uh, on this specific game?
2: I still like Boston Joe. You know, it was fascinating watching him bead last night back and just kind of how much different Philadelphia's offense is. I thought in game one without him – Harden obviously dictated everything and they ran the offense through him. With Embiid back, it's more of a half court game. You kind of have to wait for him to get back down the floor and Boston can set up their defense a little bit. So I'm interested to see Philly's game plan in game three because I think they need to go more up tempo. They need to go downhill. It needs to be a little more hard and maxi. And. You know, obviously Embiid's the MVP and you need him to get his touches and you need to involve him on the offensive side of the floor. But I think Philadelphia's game plan in game three is going to be interesting and how they make adjustments and how they use Embiid because I didn't think we'd see him in game two, much like we didn't see Jimmy Butler in game two for Miami. Once you got that game on the road, I thought you got your split, go back home, let him get his rest. But they played them in Game 2, and it didn't work out. They got blown out. Um, so I like Boston in Game 3 just because I-, I did not like the NBA matchup for Philadelphia. I think they Boston will win one of these two games on the road, whether it's Game 3 or Game 4. I think it's going to be 2-2 heading back to Boston for Game 5. But uh, I would lean towards the Celtics here in Game 3
3: let's go back to the West uh Suns at Nuggets we saw the Nuggets win game one by about 10 points um Saturday we're gonna see them in action again and I was thinking about it is it a are we like already writing the Suns off I mean you can find them 12 to 1 now to win the NBA Finals and some pretty good plus money just to win this series it seems like the Nuggets are going to win, you know, and I love, I love the Nuggets. I don't have any Suns futures, but if you, were, if you were interested and, you know, you think, hey, Booker and KD can get this going, maybe this is a time to buy low on the Suns
2: hundred percent aaron and i'm glad you brought up that series price because that's where i was going with suns plus 350. Uh, that's that's looking pretty attractive i don't think they're going to come back and win the series but a plus 350 for a series where nothing's happened like we know the old cliche Mm -hmm. where a series really doesn't start until a road team wins and all denver did was win both games at home they were favored to do so they did that we saw the warriors in the Kings series Kings won those first two games and the Warriors came back and won the series. So I do expect Phoenix to win game three. Game four, I think will be the best game of the series and it'll be either Denver 3-1 or Suns 2-2, but just the value alone. I mean, the Suns were favored to win the West before this series started. They were favored to win the series and now you're getting a plus 350. So I think you have to take a stab at that. I think instead of touching the game itself, And betting the Suns, I would bet that series price at plus 350. I think that's some really good value.
1: Circling back to the Lakers-Warriors game tonight, any player props that stand out to you?
2: So, Anthony Davis, I think this is going to be a a monster series for him. Uh, He obviously had 23 rebounds, but just – the way that they use him in the pick and roll, I think going with ADs over points, you can't go wrong with that tonight. I will say, guys, another way I would bet this series, because all we're trying to do at the end of the day is, is make profit. And I think this Lakers-Warriors series is going six or seven games. I don't know who's going to win. But I know it's going deep. It's going six or seven. for On BetMGM right now, for you to bet the series to go six games is plus 170. For it to go seven games is plus 175. I'm betting both. And obviously, one's not going to hit. But they're both good enough plus money, where if one does, I'm making some profit. And I don't know who's going to win the series. I kind of think it's going to be the Lakers. Uh, and I'm going to bet Anthony Davis overs pretty much every game. But I think this series is going six or seven, and I like the plus money price. So I would bet both. You're going to lose one, but you're going to make profit if one of those hits. And I like that bet.
0: Uh, Let's do that hockey. A couple game twos tonight. Oh, they're going to freak out in Toronto if they go down 0-2. Going up against the (laughs) Florida Panthers. Uh, Toronto and Dallas at home. So uh, they're your favorites this evening. Do you have a favorite play either game?
2: I, oh, both of these games are going to be good. What I love about the Stanley Cup playoffs is there's an underdog that hits every single night, every night, and it's fantastic. Uh, I kind of think that underdog could be the Panthers again tonight. I do love them, plus one and a half, (laughs) minus 160. I think if you can get them to score the first goal of the game, I would attack that too. Can't you guys just see like the Maple Leafs making their fan base miserable and Florida mm-hmm. scores the first goal of the game and everybody's freaking out. I eventually do think they turn it around and they win a close game, but that's uh, I, I kind of like Florida to score the first goal in that game. I also like Dallas on the puck line tonight. Seattle scored four goals in that first period and then they didn't score – a goal in regulation again until they scored the game winner in overtime. So I think Dallas kind of figured something out there throughout the game. Pavelski had four goals. He was ridiculous. But I think Dallas gets the split tonight. I think they win by two or more. So I like them on the puck line. And Florida to score the first goal is, uh, is something I would take in that Leafs game as well.
3: Can I interest you in another dog, the Seattle Kraken at plus 180 tonight? They did win outright in game one. Can they do it again, PJ?
2: They could. They could. Guys, do you know the Kraken were at 50 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup before the Bruins lost to the Panthers and before they played the Avs? And now their odds are just crashing down. 13. This team, though. They were 20 to one
3: like last week. Yeah. It's, crazy.
2: I, it's it's insane. It's insane. And, you know, obviously they're an expansion team and they have like five or six players on their team that have won a cup before. So they have plenty of experience. I I, I don't think they would be my underdog pick tonight. I think it would be more so Florida would probably. I, I do like Dallas to bounce back at home. The Kraken just, they scored three goals in a minute span in that first period. And that was really what kind of won them the game. But Dallas, I, uh, I expect them to bounce back at home tonight. I do think they're the better team. I think they'll win the series and, uh, I, I would expect them to win. So I would probably stay off the Kraken and, uh, lean more so towards the Panthers as my dog. To stay would. off the Kraken. Stay, <laughs> stay off, off the Kraken. Kraken. Is that one of your things? Is it? That that that's the tagline. Yes, yeah, stay oh, okay. off the crack. That's good these
1: are some of the great phrases you'll get on send it in the midday show on the betql network pj glasser hosts it and here he is uh, on the on betql daily how's that for a transition uh let's talk about uh major league baseball and today's card uh it, it is interesting when uh you look at the mets they're in an interesting spot here justin verlander is returning to the bump going up against the tigers anything in this game that stands out to you
2: It's been shocking how much the Mets have struggled with the Tigers here in this series. But you mentioned Verlander is returning. Not only is is he returning, but he's going up against his former team in the Tigers. So I I expect uh, Verlander to have a little extra motivation today. I expect him to pitch really well. I I think he's going to get a great reception too from the Tigers fans that are there today. But I would lean towards the under. I would look at Verlander over strikeout props. I I think he's going to have... A big, big day. It's a day game. It's a getaway day for the Mets. So uh yeah, Verlander over and under seven and a half. Probably uh, two plays I like in that game.
0: All right, let's talk about your O's for a minute. First off, I'm very much looking forward to cashing my uh my O's 50 to 1. AL East got that one a couple weeks into Hell the season. Yeah. The <laughs> but I'm but I'm curious about uh Grayson Rodriguez. Has the market caught up? So far in uh, five appearances, we've seen 12.6 Ks per nine, and the K prop is sitting at five and a half today against KC.
2: I saw that, Joe. That's too low. Grayson had nine Ks in his last start against the Tigers. He's, he's starting to look like Grayson Rodriguez, and uh, Royals are one of the worst offenses in, in baseball. They just won their second home game of the year yesterday. I think they're like two and 13 at home or something. So I expect Grayson to pitch today, pitch well today. And I think Brandon Hyde is going to give him a longer leash than maybe he normally would. O's have a three game series coming up against the Braves. And then they have a three game series coming up against Tampa. So they're playing the two best teams in baseball. They need all hands on deck for those series. They need their bullpen fresh and ready to go. So I expect Grayson to get a longer leash than than maybe he normally would today because I really think Hyde is going to approach those series against the Braves and the Rays as, you know, kind of like a feeling out of where the Orioles are at this point in, in their rebuild and actually like how good they are. So I like Rodriguez over strikeouts. I like playing his how many outs will he record, all that stuff. I think he has a good performance today.
3: Got to ask you about Max Scherzer. He got roughed up yesterday. Is there more to this with Mad Max? What is your assessment? Do you think he'll bounce back uh, into the form we're used to seeing from him?
2: Yeah, that was uh, that that was interesting yesterday. Again, uh, another Mets pitcher who was facing his former team in in the Tigers. I, I don't know what to make of it, Aaron. Honestly, like you said, he's coming back from that suspension and. Just even before that, really hadn't looked like himself early this season. Um, I expect Max to be okay, just because at really no point in his career has he shown us that he's kind of gonna fall off a cliff or anything like that. So <laughs> I just think it's it's another one of those things. I think he'll be fine, but uh, yeah, if I'm a Mets fan, I mean it is it is a little concerning that you know Scherzer this season when he has pitched really hasn't been the Max Scherzer that we've been accustomed to seeing they are getting Verlander back today so uh you know hopefully he pitches well for the Mets
1: we talked about this yesterday on the program is it time to declare the Yankees dead uh some have suggested that maybe (laughs) betting on them not to make the playoffs uh is a value play here others uh who are perhaps smarter have suggested that now is the time to buy low on the Yankees how do you see it
2: yeah, the Yankees are. It's an interesting team. And now they're starting to get some of that Yankee magic again where they're having these late-inning rallies at home and kind of winning these games that they have no business of winning. I will say, if, if they're able to stay healthy and when Judge comes back and they get some of these other guys back, They should start to turn into the Yankees from what we saw, but the pitching concerns are real. I mean, Severino and Rodon doesn't look like they're really coming back anytime soon. Outside of Garrett Cole, there's really nobody that you kind of trust in the front, you know, in that rotation Um, and the lineup, those guys, you know, Volpe's starting to pick it up a little bit, but he hasn't been as great as everybody thought he would be. And outside of, of Judge, you know, there's just really not a lot of consistency up and down that order. So I'm not rushing to bet the Yankees, especially in that division with Toronto and Tampa and Baltimore. Um, I'm not officially ready to call them dead yet. But uh, yeah, I would be concerned if I'm a Yankees fan because they're digging themselves in, in quite the hole in a division that is just absolutely stacked.
0: Less than a minute left, PJ. One week ago, we were all hyped about the NFL draft. Uh, Whether it's award or whatever, just outlook on the season, what was your biggest takeaway?
2: (sighs) Biggest takeaway is just, I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, yeah, like how can you not like what they did? I will say the Vikings too. Jordan Addison on the other side of Justin Jefferson with all the attention he's going to get. I think Addison could have a monster rookie season in Minnesota. Mm.
1: P.J. Glasser, host of Send It In on the BetQL Network. Thank you so much for your time, and again, congrats on the show. Fantastic program. Make sure to check it out. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go over tonight's MLB card, and if we should fear the Mets with their two-star pitchers back in action. That's coming up right here on the BetQL Network.